Hi, welcome back. In today's episode, we'll be talking to Jennifer Cronin, Vice President of Sales and Marketing of Marco Polo Hotels. Marco. Polo. Marco. Polo. Marco. Polo. I'm your host, Leslie Montgomery. And I'm Tim Ochoi. I'm Biz Leader. Jennifer grew up in the Australian tourist destination Gold Coast. She feels that's exactly why she was bitten by the travel bug. So after completing her bachelor's majoring in economics and Japanese, she decided to step into the world of hospitality. It was an unusual decision considering most of her friends and peers opted for foreign affairs. Jennifer chose a room service role in the Park Royal Hotel in Brisbane. After multiple operation roles, Jennifer landed her first sales manager role at the Conrad Jupiter Casino on the Gold Coast. In order to take on more leadership roles, Jennifer took up a full-time MBA course from the Bond University. The MBA gave Jennifer an entire new business outlook and inspired her to pursue an international business career. After having worked in Australia across multiple hotels, Jennifer decided to embark on an international career in 2001. She spent the next six years in Singapore with Grand Hyatt and Ritz-Carlton. She then spent another four years in Bangkok with Doucet International before going back to Australia to do her PhD in the field of crisis leadership. She returned to the corporate world with Marco Polo Hotels in Hong Kong and she has been based in Hong Kong since early 2014. Hong Kong is a very resilient city and for many years it has had its share of ups and downs and at the moment I believe that we're about at the bottom mm. and ready to uh, for the next phase for, for Hong Kong. Mm. I believe that Hong Kong, um, uh, its reliance on China in the past was mm. very strong. I don't think that we can walk away from that. I think that is still an important part of our business. Only 6% of Chinese people today have passports. So that means there's an enormous opportunity uh, as they uh, uh, obtain passports in the future that they will we are a very popular first destination outside mm. of China so I think that uh, once we start rebuilding that there's still a great opportunity we're a very stable economy mm. and I don't think that that can be taken away from us mm. and as far as being able to build on that I think there's still some great opportunities and the rest of Southeast Asia now uh, is looking towards us. We've seen some amazing growth in, in some of our Southeast Asian countries. Mm. As their development grows, I, I believe that they will be strong feeder markets for Hong Kong. And we will always be the centre of, of that banking finance sector. Mm for this part of the world. So I think there's still a great future and um, we just have to manage it. If it. In every crisis there's an opportunity, so we just have to find uh, those opportunities and not to leave any stone unturned. There's no denying that Hong Kong is an attractive destination for both holiday tourists and business travelers. But Hong Kong offers many hotel options for those visiting. So how does the Marco Polo Hotels deal with this competition? We look at a lot of partnerships and working collaboratively mm. with different organisations. For example, even here in Harbour City, we're working with a lot of the partners in mm. the shopping centres or in any of our um, potential airline partners. We're part of the Global Hotel Alliance, mm. so we work very closely with them in encouraging many of their members. Uh, we are part of what's called the Discovery mm -hmm. membership 
program and already there's over five million members of that so and that's a global program so we're working on those partnerships and also looking for great experiences. Uh, so, for example, in Chengdu, our hotel focuses on the cuisine of Sichuan. In Hong Kong, we're focusing on uh, not just the shopping, but other activities around the harbour. We, we work in conjunction with Aqualuna for packages. We work with um, some of the other activities around the city to get people out exploring the city and, and finding uh, those little gems that Hong Kong has, but you have to really go and explore for them. The Marco Polo Group is, is part of Wharf. Wharf itself is a property conglomerate. They also run some tourism outfits, such as Star Ferry, uh, which is the cross-harbor ferry service in Hong Kong. They have a sizable retail portfolio as well, including Harbor City and Times Square, also in Hong Kong. So let's try to divine more about Marco Polo's deployment strategy. They're largely located in China and the Philippines, um, but what is it they're chasing exactly? Um, well, they're looking at fast-growing economic cities. So when they opened up the first Nicolo in Chengdu um, in April 2015, people were actually unsure about that location. However, that was soon proved wrong as the hotel became really busy and was doing well. So they're really looking to expand in China and second-tier cities. I mean, these cities have constant flow of business travelers, um, and it gives them a five-star luxury option. So Marco Polo wants to replicate the success they had in Chengdu, and they are planning to open up other hotels in second-tier cities in China. So other cities that they'll be opening up hotels in 2018 is Chongqing and Chongsha. And Suzhou. Chongqing location will open the first quarter of this year. Chongsha and Suzhou in 2018. All right. In a lot of ways, Hong Kong hotel operators kind of have an advantage um, because, you know, for the longest time, for decades, if you want to do business in China, you're going to have to segue through Hong Kong yeah. and vice versa. Um, so in a way, Hong Kong operators have had decades of experience talking to both Eastern and Western business travelers, taking a pulse for their likes and dislikes and being able to apply that into practice. So even though you have these giant hotel chains Operators like Marriott making big splashes, Intercontinental as well. Um, these littler guys in the shape of Marco Polo or Shangri-La, you know, they're, they're, they're contenders, serious contenders. And a lot of expected growth in the hotel sector in China. And a lot of this growth is going to be fueled by the middle class and wealthier people. Mm -hmm. Our hotels are very much uh, focused on the business traveller, the masters of their universe, captains of industry. I think that uh, the business traveller is, is looking for that seamless experience, whether it's in their Wi-Fi or uh, their luggage getting to their room or having that complete um, seamless journey to get their job done. As far as um, you ask, are we doing anything different, I would suggest that our luxury brand, unlike a lot of the other hotel groups, for the Chinese market they have a lot of chandeliers, a lot of gold, a lot of velvet in the curtains and, and very um, ostentatious or opulent in some ways. What we've done with our Niccolo brand is it's described as understated luxury. So I think the 
uh, mainland traveller now is not looking for the ostentatious or the opulent, but definitely luxury that is sophisticated. And that's where we're changing uh, what we are bringing into our hotels in China right now. Because our hotels are very much uh, focused on the business traveller, the masters of their universe, captains of industry, I think that uh, the business traveller is, is looking for that seamless experience, whether it's in their Wi-Fi or uh, their luggage getting to their room or having that complete um, um, seamless journey to get their job done. As far as um, you ask, are we doing anything different, I would suggest that our luxury brand, unlike a lot of the other hotel groups, for the Chinese market, they have a lot of chandeliers, a lot of gold, a lot of velvet in the curtains and, and very um, ostentatious or opulent in some ways. What we've done with our Niccolo brand is it's described as understated luxury. So I think the uh, mainland traveller now is not looking for the ostentatious or the opulent, but definitely luxury that is sophisticated. And that's where we're changing uh, what we are bringing into our hotels in China right now. Well, very much our focus is on the mice business, the meetings and events. Ten years ago, they said that video conferencing would mean that people wouldn't be going uh, and doing mice or, or meetings and conventions, but again, people need to meet, they need yeah. to uh, collaborate, they need to share ideas and learn from each other. So the meetings and events space is, is very important to us. Mm. So most of our hotels have great uh, meeting facilities and, and are able to deliver that um, service. So that's probably an important part of our future. Another part would be the family market. A lot of intergenerational, multi-generational travel now, that it's not just mum, dad, the kids, the grandparents, they've retired, they're wealthy, they, can, they want to spend time with their grandchildren. So we're seeing a lot of multi-generational travel. We actually started a, uh, a program called Piccolo Kids Clubs, which uh, is a kids program where they're learning uh, in some of our, our uh, hotels they're doing in, in the mainland, they're doing English speaking classes, they're doing etiquette classes uh, for the children while mum and dad can relax and, and enjoy their break. Uh, so there, there's a lot of looking for uh, new programs that uh, will suit the, the, the new traveller. So yeah, there's a lot of uh, great opportunities I think and just making sure that uh, we're connecting with people mm. a lot more. Our social media platforms, WeChat is, is really mm. an important part of, of travel in, in China and making sure that we're connecting with, with the travelers and letting them know uh, just what's happening in the city, what are the great uh, festivals that are going on or they want to learn about, that mm. they want to be able to experience.
Having the right strategies, innovating, and staying abreast of the latest and changing trends will definitely lead to the growth of any business. But having the right team is the underlining factor to the success of any business. So how does Jennifer motivate her team and employees? Communicating with them and being part of what they do and understanding and, and gathering feedback from them of what they want. I think being a good role model and setting the example, being positive in, in the way you approach any challenge and looking for the best option for yourself, your company and the general, uh, all your stakeholders. So I think it's, it's, it's about um, being positive more than anything else and, and um, sharing your experiences and sharing, um, I guess I'm very much a consultative style of manager, making sure that um, we get feedback, but at the end of the day, you have to make the, the final decision, but making sure you're making it with the majority of, of, of where everybody wants to, to head to. Marco Polo can lay claim to being some of the most veteran operators of the China hotel business. Being born in Hong Kong along the world's gateway to China. With that kind of DNA, Cronin is helping them move deeper into China, deeper than most, doing it every day starting at 4.45 a.m. To target a local middle class in growing cities, they're the consummate business pamper reaching out to new partners to vertically integrate the travel experience. That's a wrap on this episode. Listen to us on iTunes, Shimaleo, or Stitcher if you use Android. For more information, check out bizleaderpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash bizleaderpodcast. See you next week on Biz Leader.